And welcome into another episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Edmund Sumner, one of three rookies on the Indiana Pacers' roster. The team traded with New Orleans on draft night last June. They sent cash to the Pelicans for the second round pick where they drafted Sumner out of Xavier. And Edmund, of course, is a 6'6 guard, scoring guard, but can handle the point guard responsibilities. But this rookie season hasn't been a typical one for Sumner, and that's because he isn't 100%. He suffered a torn ACL just over a year ago, had surgery, and is still working his way back from that. The Pacers signed Sumner to a two-way contract. This is new this season, and that means he can bounce back and forth freely between the Pacers, between the Mad Ants of the G League, and no other team can sign him, steal him away off a contract. Now, for Sumner, two weeks ago, he made his season debut with the Mad Ants and has since played in five games, but he's on a 15-minute restrictions, which really can't be any fun for a player to play through. Now, that said, he's averaging almost seven points, two rebounds, two assists per game while shooting 41% from the field. And yesterday, Glenn Robinson III joined him for a game. That was against the Wisconsin Herd, and it was GR3's first game appearance in eight months. See, he had left ankle surgery In October, after a nasty, unlucky spill that was during a scrimmage and training camp at the St. Vincent Center. But like Sumner, Robinson III is in in game shape, but that will come in time. On today's podcast, I talked with Sumner about the challenges he's faced in rehab, returning from injury, the little positive steps along the way, and staying positive. Plus, rookie duties and what it's been like following his Xavier squad from afar. They're 20-3. and by the way, under head coach Chris Mack. All that and more with Edmund Sumner. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast just yet, what are you waiting for? Listen to new and archived episodes like with veteran Damian Wilkins, Pacers Sports and Entertainment President Rick Fusen, or former Pacers Scott Pollard. That was a pretty hilarious conversation, by the way. You can do all that, though, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And when you're in there, go ahead and leave us a review. It takes like one minute. And that would be appreciated. Edmund Sumner joining me from Fort Wayne. He's he's been rehabbing up with the Mad Ants of the G League. Edmund, how are things going up there for you? Uh, Everything's been going good. You know, I'm just happy to uh, be back on the court and uh, get to play again. Yeah, what has that been like without it? Because is it one of those things that you found that you, you kind of took it for granted, you really didn't understand what you had until for the last year you haven't been able to play? Yeah, it's, it's something you feel like you might have took for granted, like just coming in and practice and being able to be out there and compete with your teammates and stuff. So like being without that for almost a year, I mean, missed it crazy. Where did you miss it the most? Was it obviously the games, I would suspect. But beyond that, was it difficult maybe to feel a part of a team when you really couldn't contribute on the court? That's that's definitely one of the, uh, one of the biggest things, you know, is like being with the team but not really being able to help or do anything. And you're kind of doing the rehab process. You're on your own, really, because, I mean, you're rehabbing with the strength coaches and the trainers and the training staff and things. So you're not always with the team and doing team activities. Is it crazy that it's now been over a year? Yeah, I, I honestly have forgot about the date until one of one of my close friends had called me and kind of reminded me. But yeah, it's been a year. That's pretty crazy. What did you find to be the most difficult thing about the rehab process? Was it the uh, mental aspect? That's what we hear from Glenn. He's dealing with his first major injury of his career. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the mental. And it's like, uh, 
you feel like you're kind of getting close, but you're still, like, far away, and then it's like you're on your own. So, like, the times where I'm just in there by myself, having to do the grind, maybe came a toe, but, I mean, just having people around me kind of picking my spirits up. And then my process, you know, it was like a roller coaster. So it was like some good days I have, and there'd be some down days where maybe I had to take a day off or two or something. So that was definitely hard for me. But then, but just seeing my progress and each day getting better, I mean, that kind of helped me through it. What did you lean on on those bad days? Was it a trainer? Was it parent, a friend, music? What got you through those horrible days? Uh, I was like my my close friends, you know. They kind of keep me in spirits. Uh, I mean. Anyway, even the training staff and uh, everyone in the Pacers organization, I mean, they would talk to me, you know, like, this is all part of the process and just pretty much not telling me to put any pressure on myself or anything like that. How have you bonded with the two other UCLA guys coming in as rookies, Ike Anabogu and, of course, TJ Leaf? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we're the young guys on the team, so coming in, you know, doing our rookie duties, we had a lot of bonding <laughs> to do. So, yeah, we're definitely. And Ike has been down here with the G League team a couple of times, so we definitely get the bond. That's a story you haven't done yet. What have rookie duties been like for you? What have they consisted of? Have you made those killers, uh, here, breadsticks, though, runs, been, and such? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been too crazy, you know. Maybe, like, you hear kind of rumors and things the other teams does. But down with the Pacers, there was nothing really, nothing too crazy. You know, just regularly maybe get earrings or, you know, picking up things when we're having <laughs> team activities and stuff like that. It hasn't been anything crazy, though. Okay. Typically, in years past, it's grabbing breadsticks before the plane rides with the Pacers at Kilroy's. Uh, it's it was, yeah, it was it's grabbing like orange soda at the gas station in Long's Donuts. Yep. Yeah, it was donuts. Uh, I remember one time I had to do it, and I didn't realize how popular Long's Donuts was, <laughs> and the line was, like, wrapped outside, and we had, like, a plane. I had to, like, I hope you had cash, too. and let me cut. <laughs> Did you have cash, too? Because they don't take credit cards. Yeah, no, yeah, I had, I had cash. I still have not cash. Yeah, this, that, was, that was the craziest part. So the, another crazy thing was this time last year, you were with Xavier, and I know you've been following them closely. I saw some comments tweeted out. How tough is it, or fun is it for you, watching from afar, they see them second in the Big East and 20-3 and three right now? They're rolling. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's great to see them rolling. Um, I mean, I, well, I hope they won't get the chance to win the Big East this year. Uh, Going back and stuff is crazy just to walk in the gym and then I kind of feel like I'm still part of the, like the Xavier team and things like that. It's just with the atmosphere and then I don't know, it's just that feeling that I still have and maybe I didn't I didn't get to finish out my year so it's something that's still like within me. Yeah, and I remember early in the year, one of the first couple games I think of their season, you made the trip over to Cincinnati to check out a game in person. Oh man, it was great. And then they've been added a lot of things to CentOS, uh, so the building looks great. Uh, I mean, it changed the floor, how the lighting is. So, I mean, it didn't change a lot. It was great over there. When you think back to your Xavier career, your time there, and obviously cut short because you made the business decision and probably the right move uh, to move on to your professional career here early. When you think back to your time at Xavier, what, what are some of the highlights for you? Uh, I mean, just the bonds I created. Uh, I mean, Xavier helped me a lot. I mean, I remember coming into Xavier my first year. I mean, you probably read articles and stuff about how quiet I was and things just like that. <laughs> I mean, just being near with the coaching staff who kind of helped me get out of my shell and kind of open up more, that really helped me. Uh, they helped me a lot of things, that, like off the court-wise. And on the court, they really helped develop me and even gave me an opportunity. I mean, no one knew who I was coming into college, uh, so they really helped me out with that. Where did you feel the benefit of coming out of that shell? 
Uh, just meeting a lot of people and uh, building relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I've met a lot of people like this past couple of years that probably I wouldn't have met or even spoken to. But me coming out of my shell more and being a little bit more open with people and sitting down and really having conversations with people and letting them get to know me and I'm getting to know them, I mean, that really helped me out. Let's talk about what you've been able to do up in, in Fort Wayne. It appears they're still keeping you to that 15-minute restriction mm-hmm. or so, 17 minutes yeah. here, 15 minutes there. Is that difficult to find a rhythm while you're out there, knowing that maybe yeah. in two minutes you're going to get pulled? Yeah, that's probably the hardest part right now, especially being out of the year. I'm not like in the best rhythm. I mean, I haven't played. So once I kind of get a little rhythm, I mean, my 15 minutes are usually up. But, I mean, that's that's probably the toughest thing right now. But I'm just happy to be out there and just trying to take these games to kind of get better and better and kind of get my rhythm and the flow of the game back, especially jumping from college to the pro professional level and missing almost a year. So, I mean, I'm not really putting any pressure on myself to, oh, you got to be right back where you were. You know, I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah, we talked about this when you, you signed your two-way contract here. Maybe viewing this a little bit as a redshirt season? Uh, Yeah, not – aspect but like kind of but i'm actually getting to play so it's just you know just the time to get back to where i better than what i was actually and from that we've seen at least a couple videos of you dunking and leaping high in the gym and, and gotta believe seeing yourself do that has to make this rehab process go a little smoother seeing you you back to your normal self a little bit yeah that's definitely i mean not being able to even raise my leg uh when it first happens, I mean, seeing me be able to jump again, I mean, definitely throughout the rehab process, you wonder if you'll be able to do the same, certain same things you used to do. So for me to be able to do it, I mean, that was, I mean, those days kind of really like lifted me up. How would you compare your experience uh, in the G League versus the pros? Obviously, way more amenities and everything with the Pacers, your first class mm-hmm. travel and everything. For people that don't know much about the G League and what it entails, take them behind the scenes a little bit about what you experience each day. Yeah, uh, and the D League, uh, I mean, it's more for developmental for some players, you know. I mean, it's a great competition. I think that's something a lot of people don't understand. They just think, uh, oh, these players are not really good. But, I mean, you're playing against great competition every day, competing. Uh, and then I think the biggest thing down here, I mean, practice, like, we're competing a lot. Up there with the Pacers, you know, maybe some days it's not as hard because they play a lot more games but down here. So you're getting out there every day and you're, I mean, you're getting better and better every day, and everyone's competing, everyone's going at each other. Uh, I mean, it's great down here, to be honest. That's one of the key things that I think many people maybe don't understand. This time of year, February, March, the Pacers and other NBA teams really aren't practicing, and when they are, yeah. it mostly consists of dummy plays against uh, you know scout teams, let's say, or just getting shots up to prepare for the next game. Yeah, so being down here, actually getting reps and competing, I mean, it really helps players who maybe isn't playing up there or like myself who hasn't played in a year and needs to kind of get back and kind of get legs back under him. What type of things did you do to try to stay in shape a little bit during that injury? Were you doing, did you get into the Alter G treadmill or anything like that? Yeah, we did that sometimes, but it was like hard, like where I was saying it'd be ups and downs or maybe uh, my knee was bothering me for a day or so, so I had to take a day off. So it was kind of hard to uh, to like really get in shape how I want to, and this—I mean, you can never simulate in-game shape without playing. That's like a whole different level. So, I mean, the only way I'm gonna get that is by just playing these games. And I would assume a lot of that simulating is because you—it's a lot of reading, reacting, 
and just yeah. running up the court has nothing to do with that. Yeah, or sometimes, like, you know, maybe you're playing against your teammates and you, you kind of know the plays, you know what's going to go on <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. What What is your impressions of Nate McMillan, your first professional coach? Oh, I mean, he's great. I mean, he always tells you the truth. He's uh, going to lift you up. Uh, he's always, he always wants you to go better. Each day in practice, he pushes the players. So, I mean, coach is great. Yesterday, you had an opportunity to play with Glenn Robinson the third for the first time as he was using the Mad Ants as a, a rehab stent. What was that experience mm-hmm. like for both of you and having a familiar face, uh, another familiar face with you up in Fort Wayne? Uh, yeah, it was great, you know, because, I mean, when he got hurt, we both were kind of doing our rehab and things like that. So, I mean, I know the feeling of getting back out there and now and being able to play. And, I mean, just wanted to make, make sure his experience down here was good as well. What is the feeling, do you think, or has been your impressions from the other players seeing you guys on, on NBA deals and G League contracts? Because i got to believe it's a little difficult for them to, to see you guys, and maybe there's some jealousy. Do you feel any of that at all? No, the guys are great. No no one, like, really, everyone's be happy for each other. And, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if, if we're winning and more NBA teams are coming without the players on our teams, so, I mean, no one has any jealousy. No one, I mean, everyone over has a good relationship with each other. Uh, so, no, I don't see any of that. That's good to hear. I'm kind of surprised, but that's good to hear. How much are they asking you about your experience, the players, trying to poke your brain? Because some of them, most of them, haven't experienced being on an NBA team. Yeah, they definitely always ask questions like, what's <laughs> like the biggest difference from down here and up there and then uh, things like that. Uh, so, I mean, most guys, like I said, they all be happy and even excited just to hear some of the stories that I experienced in my first year. How are you staying busy on the road or in your free time? What what kind of hobbies does Edmund Summer like to do? Uh, I don't really do too much. I'm a simple guy, man. I usually just be in the room watching movies. I was going to say, the really last couple of weeks we've seen images, I know, on Instagram stories about what movie is this, those sorts of things. Yeah, I, I'm a movie guy. You know? I like to just relax. I don't really do too much. What's it playing in your headphones before games? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably <laughs> some, some R&B music, though. I'm an R&B guy, so some R&B calms you down, you know, help, helps relax. So, so you go with the calming song. music rather than the hype music? Yeah. Is that what you found has worked for you best over the years? Yeah. We've talked a lot about some of the veterans on this Pacers group, the Al Jeffersons, Thad Youngs. Um, Damian Wilkins, if, who was there for the first 39 mm-hmm. games. Did they have any big influence on you? It's probably a little different than the, the rest of the guys because you were back and forth. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Al, me, me and Big Al, I mean, we talk a lot. Uh, I mean, talk to him probably the most down there. And he always was just giving me advice and telling me some of his stories and things he experienced over the years playing professionally. So Big Al has really helped me out this year. Did you have one big purchase you made after signing your first professional contract? Was there anything you really wanted to take care of for either yourself or someone else? Uh, no, I didn't really have anything like that in mind. You know, maybe we're uh, wait for uh, to get a regular contract. You know, and then there you go. Further motivations. <laughs> yeah. When you look look ahead to what's next for you. Do you expect to spend maybe the next month or two still up in Fort Wayne, continuing to rehab, and do you think there's a chance you'll play some time with the Pacers at all this season? Uh, I don't know right now. I, I'm pretty sure I'll be down here because I really need the reps, uh, and I personally like I yeah I want I want to have the reps and be able to 
get back and feel comfortable as as I used to be. So being down here, I mean, I just look at this as an opportunity to get better and get to where I need to be. What kind of feedback have you heard from Kevin Pritchard, Brian Levy, all those guys uh, about the little play you have been able to do? Yeah, they just want me to uh, continue to get better and uh, continue to work on the little things I need to do. But as I was saying, just not putting too much pressure on myself to have to do something or live up to some expectation. Because you're used to being the guy, too, so that's got to be a little bit difficult, kind of settling in, settling back, and being on a minutes restriction. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's nothing. You always just, whatever your role is, you just have to adapt to it. I mean, I'm always mm-hmm. been that guy. I adapt to any role that, that that's in front of me, so I'm fine with it. Have you spent time at all during your your free time doing some film studies, watching other guys in the league, or in like really studying how they handle your position at all? Or is that maybe well, I was later? down with the uh, Pacers. I well, I watch some film with some of the video guys. Uh, and <clears throat> when I'm down here, you know, we just kind of look at some of the film, like a couple of games I did have and stuff like that. But when I, I, I watch a couple, I watch film. Are you uh, watching any guy in particular, whether it's a retired player or someone similar at your position? Uh, I just kind of like depend on what things I want to kind of focus on. If it's mm-hmm. like pick and roll reads or how this guy handles their situation. So it just kind of depends. It's not just one guy specific. Very good, Edmund. Hey, I really appreciate you taking some time to go over your rehab and, and what the season's been like for you. We'll see you in Indy probably soon here. Okay, thank you.